We are back from the episode of Too Many Men. First one in a while. First one since that Devils game on the 16th. Um, now, the plan today was to finish up GOAT by number, but like any day, uh, the National Football League decided to just hijack any kind of news headlines there was. I mean, the plan was to do NBA trade deadline stuff and then do GOAT by number, finish that up. But... The National Football League had other ideas because teams started to make moves uh, for the first time, really, this year for the NFL Draft. Specifically, the, specifically the Miami Dolphins do not want us doing go by enough. Miami Dolphins, <laughs> uh, very upset we didn't have enough Miami Dolphins on the list. They decided they to just throw a Mar- wrench in they everything. Upset Marino wasn't, they were upset Marino wasn't uh, 13. Yeah, so... Instead, a very trade-focused I, episode. I love what the Miami Dolphins did today. 100%. They did such an amazing job trading back trading back to 12 trading back to 12 and then deciding you know what we're going to do we're going to trade up to 6 so really they trade back 3 spots and still snag a first round pick in the process and a third rounder too on top and of that and a third rounder on top of it which could be very valuable you never know Maybe they make a trade with that, too. Who knows? Yeah. All that to probably get the player that they were going to draft at number three to begin yeah, with. Yeah, odds are they get the same player. They're going to get a three anyway. Yeah, so. Which is like, what a job. Who's Jamar the GM? Uh, his, last, his, his name is Greer. I forget his first name, though. He's, he's very good at his job. Yeah. You see Jeff credit, Ireland? All credit to them. You see Jeff Ireland? You see Mike Tannenbaum? Mm-hmm. This is how you run the Miami Dolphins. It just... A masterclass in making trades. It's like that movie Draft Day. No, not quite. Not at all, actually. John? It, Draft Day is an underrated movie. All right? Thank to you. Stop talking trash about it. All right. It's not a good movie. It's a good movie. No. Eric, how do you feel about Draft Day? See, here's the thing. A, lo- a lot of it was, I thought it was okay. I watched it every Draft Day. But the love angle between Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner was not needed. Why? That movie as a whole was not needed. Ah, come on. Like, never in my life did I think I need a draft that surrounds the NFL. I need a movie that surrounds the NFL draft. I don't need to see... I don't need to see the guy from Dances with Wolves romancing with the girl from 13 going on 30. I don't need to see that. Listen. It's an awful movie. I heard no one went to Trevor Lawrence's birthday party from his team. Ah, that's funny. (laughs) I would still trade everything I have for him. By the way... (laughs) I also heard. I also heard. Matt Jones was the only one who saw the twenty dollar bill at the at listen, the back of the playbook. Listen, these are the. This See is the how one you that find... sent it back and said, "Give it to me uh, when I win a championship." This is how you find Brian the players Drew, intangibles. Honey. It was Brian Drew. Brian Drew. <laughs> so, there's trade talk today. We're gonna get a little bit of draft talk because how could we not? We're gonna have somebody on at some point between now and April 29th, late draft this year. Uh, to talk a little NFL draft, to bring somebody back, either Jack Osterloff or Bob McLaughlin. I haven't decided yet. Whoever gets back to me first will be the first one to come on. But a little NFL free agency. I got my wish. Yeah. I have Kenny Galladay. We got our wish big yeah. time. And I have Adoree Jackson, who I didn't even know was on the Giants' radar. Yep. I got I got, I got, got the players I wanted. Thanks for Dalvin Tomlinson, by the way. Appreciate you could it. take him. He's a good player, though. He is. Yeah. He's a very good player. I was kind of sad he left, but... B.J. And, and Hill and Austin Johnson are more than uh, serviceable in, the, in detail. Also, Patrick Peterson. Welcome, welcome, my guy. Yeah, I can't wait to see him get cooked by Devontae Adams on the outside. <laughs> Listen, I think we all, like all of our teams, you know, at this table, really pretty much, you know, we had a pretty good free agency, not going to lie. Oh, yeah? You know, listen, Jeff, How's your line? Who'd you get, John? We got Corey Davis. We got uh-huh. Carl Lawson. Okay. Sheldon Rankins. Yep. How's you your know, line? How's Joe Tooney doing? <laughs> listen... <laughs> We, you can have we, all the weapons we, you want, John. It's not going to mean squat when your listen, line's letting up 30 sacks a game. Listen, draft, the Giants get in the draft. Right. Listen, the Giants signed great linemen, if I remember. Oh, listen. At least we know where our draft pick's going. The yeah, first round might not be linemen, but I guarantee you two through seven is. But yeah, we, have, like, we have all the draft capital in the world to get I'll, linemen, I'll, too. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say this. The Giants and drafting linemen do not have a good history. Don't have a good recent history. History before that was fine. Chris Snee, Sean O'Hara. It remind me again how Thomas did for you guys. 
It was his rookie season, and the last eight games of the season, he was more than serviceable. John, remind me Don, how he was Don, supposed to be the best, Don. had the best floor in the of all. Don, he was the was, he was the most pro ready tackle in that draft. Don, that was that was not the one I was thinking. That was not the one I was thinking. I was more Will Hernandez, but he, he went with Andrew Thomas. Oh, well, true. Come at me, John. <laughs> Listen, Mackay Becton versus Andrew Thomas. You know who would have thought? Okay, Mackay Becton is a freak of nature. Andrew Thomas is just nature. We need to get Mackay Becton Senior to play guard. I would draft Mackay Becton's dad in a heartbeat. I said that a year ago. Why is the NFL draft so late this year? Yeah, I don't know. Why. It feels like know. it's never okay. still. It feels like it's never gonna, April twenty ninth. Going to break the fourth wall a little bit. I got a text today about I don't know three o'clock, and it's Tony furious mm. saying that he's going to be at the devil's game yeah April the 29th draft, yeah. yeah the nfl draft i have to watch the draft from my seats at the hockey game i'm oh. really looking forward to that <coughs> hey maybe the devils will win and the giants will draft uh Devontas kevin smith. clark's gonna be kevin clark's gonna be on the pa system the new york jets have picked they should they should put Wilson. it on the board in intermission they, they might honestly they've they done the that Yankee before they the usually board. show like the reactions they put I don't, the Yankees on the board for the ALCS against right, Houston. Time to go insanely off topic because I was at a <laughs> hockey game the other day and I said it during the intermission. They showed the scores for the other games around the league. They should just show Why some not other show games the other game. games around the league? I feel like there's like something to do with like the broadcast. Oh, rights. it definitely is. Yeah. It de- yeah. But at the end of the day, they should. if the National Hockey League said it mandated it and said you got to show the other games, show the other games. Teams want to do their little bullshit that they do. Like the little races and like the... Show the other games. <laughs> the yeah. songs, little Listen, videos. I don't care about watching eight-year-olds play because that's what the Devils show during the intermission. They show eight-year-olds playing on the practice rink. And then they show Chico. I don't care about that. What's, what's the Charlie Brown music, right? Yeah, I don't... That's not... But that's all universally, though, you know, like in, like yeah. in the NBA, too. You know, yeah. like they could be doing the same thing, but instead you have, uh, like, OKC, you know, the, the act, Red Panda, the, you know, the woman who bounces the, the plates. The, the NFL would be the best one because they could just have red zone on. I would <laughs> I say for a Jacksonville game, you have red zone on the, red zone on the whole game. Who oh, yeah. cares about the Jaguars? That's yeah. going to be Detroit next season. I agree. Detroit's the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. Do they? Detroit's yep. the worst team in hockey. Wait, uh, wait, let's, let's Detroit's the it. worst city in sports. Let's talk the worst football teams next year, like right now. Detroit. Like, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, Philly. Yeah. Jets. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Go that ahead hurts. and laugh. You hear me to my core. <laughs> I, I, honestly don't think, I honestly don't think the Jets are going to be up there with the worst next year. Okay, over under six wins, John, uh, Eric. That's, I'll go that's, under. That's better I'll, go, than... I'll go five and twelve. I say seven wins. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seven and our ten. Sc- our schedule's not pretty favorable next year. I don't know if you saw. Uh huh. You're still the Jets. Yeah. Come talk to me when you're right. losing every game by fourteen. Come talk to me when Daniel Jones is a turn. You were high over. as shit on last year. This year, I was not going. What was that this two year. years ago? Two years ago. You were like, oh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, year two. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Sam Darnold's going to flourish I, I in this Jets the offense. Have a pretty, back. I, think the, I think the Giants have a pretty easy schedule. I think they're getting second in the division. That's we have to play the Chiefs and the Bucks. Yeah. We, we're also playing the NFC South this year. It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not going to be fun. wish we were playing the AFC South. It'd be so easy. Oh, yeah, Other than Indy, it'd be fun. I mean, Indy with Carson Wentz, you don't know. What are you doing? What are you talking about? With the cardboard box or whatever's on the floor? There's nothing on the floor. What are you dragging on the floor at your feet? My feet. Stop. Jeez. All right, let's look at the NFL draft real quick. Because this it, it just got really interesting with San Francisco moving up to three. Because what are they thinking? They're drafting a quarterback. That... Mac Jones that, that has to be the move. Mac Jones going number three overall. No. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, Orlovsky. All right, then who? Trey Lance. Justin Fields. Just remember, Justin he was Fields also going the guy to the Jets. That, he was also what? saying Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Oh no, Zach Wilson's going yeah. to the Jets. My bad. Zach he did Wilson say a couple weeks. Uh, he did say. Just, just remember, guys. He did say a while ago that Justin Fields is going number one. He did say that. I did. I stand okay. by it. So where's Trevor Lawrence going? Number four. four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Trevor, starts Trevor. dropping like in the great movie Draft Day. Falls to the Giants. <laughs> All right. So Jacksonville's one. They're taking Lawrence. 
The Jets are two. It looks like they're taking Zach Wilson. If they don't, they should trade out of that pick. Yeah, if if not, uh, if we don't take Wilson, you definitely the move to trade him for a hug. I will will say this. John was talking earlier about this. Yeah. You know Joe Douglas got that exact same offer from San Francisco, and he said no. I heard they didn't. Zach Wilson. Mm. I'm not sure. I heard San Fran didn't move up to two. Did they call? Didn't even call about two. Why would they not even call? They called five, four, and three. Joe Douglas didn't call them, was what I heard. Why would Joe Douglas have called them if San Fran's looking to move up? So here's the thing I also heard from San Francisco. They wanted, and I'm quoting here, as high as they can go. So why wouldn't they call two? Because I don't think their intention was – because I think everybody knows the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. I don't think their intention was Zach Wilson. The draft starts at three. When when my mock's coming out in a couple weeks, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at two. One thing to take into account is, you know, Salah being, you know, from San Fran and then being in opposite conferences. There might be, you know, a little bit of communication between the two in regards to their plans, you know. But, I mean, you know, now that, you know, the Niners are at pick three, they might that might not be going on in the future. All right. So the one and two thing, are set. I was going to say, another thing overlooked by this, Cincinnati should be partying right now because their main competition for Panay Sewell is gone. Yeah, I don't know if they're taking Sewell. Yeah. I don't know, because what I've heard today is that Joe Burrow is campaigning for Jamar Chase to be a Cincinnati Bengal. I mean, the the thing with Cincinnati now is, you know, if it's rumored to be, you know, quarterbacks one, two, three, four, like it is right now, they have their pick of, you know, all of the Anybody non-quarterback they positions, you know, their pick. So, like you said, Jamar Chase, he's right there for the taking. Kyle Pitts, there for the taking. I think I think you could see Kyle Pitts in orange and whatever that new uniform is. So, one and two are set. Regardless of who the Jets, if they trade it or draft it, it's going to be Zach Wilson at two. Yeah. It gets interesting at three. As of right now, we are a month and a couple days outside of the draft. Who did the San Francisco 49ers trade up for? Because a lot of people say Justin Fields. That's me. People say Mac Jones for some reason. That's not why. I think it's Trey Lance. Listen. It's a power move to get rid of three first-round picks to get your second tight end for George Kittle. Kyle Pitts, that'd be interesting. <laughs> they the might pa- fire the, uh, John Lynch. That's the Patriot way. That <laughs> is the Patriot way. <laughs> and them saying that Jimmy G, there's no interest in trading, that's a load of garbage. Yeah. No. Did you see? Though, They're saying the that now just quote. to bump up his trade value. Yeah, it's posturing. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, just another thing. Uh, Benjamin Albright, who I love, he's the Denver Broncos, one of the Denver Broncos beat writers. He had a screenshot of Josh Rosen is our guy. Stop the speculation. Yeah. Same vibe as Jimmy is our guy. I like how they they left it with Jimmy is our guy this year. They're too committed to Jimmy Garoppolo. Now it gets like, interesting because San Fran, for all intents and purposes, looks like they will will be taking a quarterback at three. Yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> they say they're committed to Matt Ryan. They shouldn't Matt be. Ryan just restructured his contract for the Falcons. I think Justin Fields is an Atlanta Falcon. I don't think it's going to be a quarterback. I really don't. I think they're going to go off the board here. Where? I think Micah Parsons. I can see it. What about who's their tight end? Hayden uh, Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Uh, what a very good year for Atlanta. Yeah, but, you know. Kyle Pitts? Improve. Kyle Pitts is Kyle like, Pitts. <laughs> he's not like Kyle Pitts is not just really. None of these end, teams you know? need Kyle Pitts in like the top twelve. But he's but, but they'll take him. Everyone would love to have. I think him, I think there's one team in here I see that needs a tight end. No team needs a top ten tight end. No team. But you know, yeah. somebody's gonna. The two that I'm look I'm looking at potentially, Carolina, at eight. And Dallas at 10. It depends if Carolina trades for Garoppolo or not. I know the Panthers have been heavily involved in trying to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo from the San Francisco 49ers. If they do, definitely. Kyle Pitts is an option at 8 for the Carolina Panthers. If they don't, are you in Mac Jones territory? Seems like you no. could be there. No, I think I, I think you're going to see a quarterback drop off. I, I None of Trey Lance, Kyle, Justin Fields are available at eight. I think you're going to see a drop off. 
I think Mac Jones is either going to New England or where I think he's going, Washington. I think Mac Jones is going to be a top 10 pick in this draft, either by a team currently sitting in the top 10 or a team uh, looking to trade out of the top 10. Uh, I don't think Mac Jones falls below 12. I can't see it happening. I think it's highly likely he gets taken at 10. I think 10, 11, 12, you have three NFC East teams that really aren't interested in taking a quarterback. At least I don't believe they are. I think uh, Philly was more interested at 6 at taking a quarterback than they are at 12. Um, why not another trade-back scenario for the team looking at Mac Jones if he's there for either, for any of those three teams? Just to- <laughs> Somebody... Somebody trades with Miami at sex. Yeah. Just, to, <laughs> so, just to circle back to what you were saying with Carolina, though, for a second, I can't really see a Jimmy G trade working because, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, they're already paying him so much money, and then Jimmy yeah. G, you would have to take on that cap hit, at least for this year. You know, he is uh, very cuttable because, you know, like uh, he has almost no dead cap if what, you cut his contract. But Bridgewater's on a contract, what, another two years in Carolina? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I believe I, so. I could see Carolina going quarterback next year. You don't know. It, I, it's a dangerous game, putting off quarterback a year because you don't know where you're going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Like if they mess around and go eight and nine, seven and ten, you might not really be in a quarterback position. That's the problem. That's yeah. the thing. If you're in the position to draft one now, you should draft one now. If if it's there. Yeah. Hence the Jets being at two. That's why, like the you know the argument for keeping Darnold uh, against keeping Darnold, I should say. Yeah, and I know I heard it from Kyle today that. Uh, Trey Lance could be a reach at three, and it's I hate that because if you're drafting a franchise quarterback, a guy you believe is the franchise quarterback for your team, you get him. There's no such thing as a reach. Mm-hmm. The thing for is the with Trey Lance. The, the thing is with Trey Lance. You know who is his competition? I could I could say the same about Zach Wilson. Yeah. You know, and it came at the end of the day, Trey Lance didn't turn the ball over at all. True. He had one interception in 17 games. And he looked like Couple a Couple it with 30 touchdowns and 18 rushing touchdowns. Like, very impressive from him. It's just, you know, a lot of, like, uh, the difference between him and Wilson is just, you know, that lack of a year, you know, with him not being able to play uh, the last season. I That's think, the I think there's, a, I think there's a gap, definitely. I think your tier yeah. one is Trevor Lawrence, and then I still think there's a severe drop. To the next yeah. guy, but I think your tier two is Zach Wilson, and your tier three is Justin Fields and Trey Lance. It just goes by what quarterback do you feel like will make the better decisions? Is it going to be Trey Lance or is it going to be Justin Fields? Because they're basically the same prototype of quarterback. Mobile quarterback can extend plays, can get you some touchdowns rushing, can get you some yards rushing. It's just when it comes down to scrambling outside, extending plays, and needing to make a throw. Who do you trust more to make that correct throw? Trey Lance or Justin Fields? And listen, first of all, San Fran I mean, could easily have it as Trey Lance, and somebody like Atlanta could easily have it as Justin Fields, and it might go the way they want. You never know. I think I think both either would thrive in the San Francisco system. They would. I think um, Shanahan right would have now, a field day with them. Right now it's fifty a uh, Fields day. Um, <laughs> I think it's right now it's fifty fifty. But if I had my personal preference for which I would like to see in San Francisco from a football perspective, Justin Fields there would be so much fun. I'm a big Trey Lance guy. <laughs> Why do you like Trey Lance so much? Um, now, the biggest knock on Trey Lance is where he's coming out of. North Dakota State is your step down in college football. It's clear. He only has 17 games. Uh, he got screwed over this year because he played the first game of the season. And then his conference's uh, schedule got canceled because of COVID. And then they said, we're going to play it in early 2021. He said, I can't. I have to get ready for the NFL draft. I-, I like he's very close to Justin Fields. Justin Fields gets the edge in a lot of mocks because it's the brand. It's Ohio State. You're playing the Big Ten. You went to the college football playoff. All that stuff. And some of his, his throws this year. I was watching a lot of Ohio State more than I probably usually do. Some of the stuff he did this year was just unreal. But again, very small sample size. And I'm going to be real with you when it comes to Big Ten football. The name Big Ten is huge. The way they play, not so huge. They're not the end-all, be-all. You know, it's it's, it's Big Ten football. It's, it's, It's big. Big Ten. Huge. 
television contracts, Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, your historic programs. But for every Michigan, there's a Rutgers. Yeah, I was about to say. For every Nebraska's bad now. Iowa's okay. They're not great. But Big Ten teams look good against Big Ten teams. Penn State looks great every year until they go out of conference and they play an SEC team and they get killed. Big Ten is great within the Big Ten. Justin Fields thrived this year in that offense. But look at this. It's another competition thing. I don't value the Big Ten, especially defensively, that high. Trevor Lawrence, the same can be said in the ACC. It's another thing, but Trevor Lawrence traveling outside of school. He had to play Alabama a lot in the past two years. And Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's been the number one pick coming to this draft for, what, three years now? Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. he, he's carried that since his first year at Clemson. Trey, it's just, they're close. And I just like Trey Lance a little more. I like the size on Trey Lance. He's 6'4". He's mobile. He's big. He can command a huddle. He ran a more pro-style offense at North Dakota. Um, a lot of these college football quarterbacks nowadays, you don't see taking snaps under center. Trey Lance is used to that, and that will help NFL offenses. I just think when it comes to readiness to learn a playbook and maybe ceiling, I think Trey Lance is higher than Justin Fields. I think, like you said, he, he checks all the boxes. The question is if what you know, the film, what is there, is enough to justify the pick. You know, at this yeah. point, you know. And you know, the biggest thing is the competition. Yeah, got a little stat for you guys. You know, QBs selected after trading into the top three of the last ten drafts. I was just gonna say this, John. I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, RG three. I uh, yeah. Not, Only one is still on his team. Not ideal. <laughs> I'll hit you with that. But but one of them has an MVP. And a Super Bowl. Yeah, and a Super Bowl. Uh, I, it's tough. I There's going to be a lot of pressure on, on San Fran. I know Eric sent me the tweet earlier today. There's a lot of disdain in that. San Fran front office that a lot of the blame for losing that Super Bowl gets put on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo. Also from Benjamin Albright, same guy. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I'm just saying. It's a tough situation because I think, like, if Jimmy Garoppolo went to New England, I think it'd be fine, you know? I think, really, he's been scapegoated a little bit in San Fran. I think he'd be fine in San Fran. I think They were fine that year. I Like, I think the Super Bowl, you know, part of it all is kind of overhyped. I think really the reason to move on for him is injury concerns because he can just not stay healthy for a full season. In the contract. I also want to say, if a lot of that blame gets put on Jimmy G, Shanahan dodged a ton of criticism inside that front office. Oh, and especially in that a game. A ton for that Super Bowl. A double-digit lead choked away by running passing plays when they could have, you know, they were yeah, running to the entire year. It made no sense. That's a lot of blame that just got pushed off of Shanahan. No, he was calling the plays. I don't know. You know, like, that's the thing. The, the blame, I was telling him to do one thing. He was doing another. He wanted to show off his arm. I don't know. The blame kind of, uh, you know, gets kind of, you know, it's under, it goes under the radar a little bit just because they played the Chiefs and Mahomes, and so it's like, oh, you know, they played the Chiefs. You know, of course yeah. they're gonna lose, but you know, they it's the had powerhouse. That game. It's the Chiefs. They had it. They, they had, had it. Game. They had that game right in the bag. And of course, there's so, there's there's the point you look to. You look to the throw that he missed, but for the throw, there was also plays where the play calling. It's like, why are you passing in this situation? Yeah, you're uh, running the ball pretty well. He, what are you doing? He had an interception right before, like in that quarter too. I'm pretty yeah. sure to give him the ball back. I don't so know. I, I just think he gets a little too much blame there. Can I talk about the Eagles for a little bit? Want sure. To talk a little bit about the Eagles. They made okay. a very interesting thing they did today, moving back to 12. So, let me just say this. The team started off believing Carson Wentz was the franchise savior quarterback, right? Started off last year. Multi-year contract, yep. all of them. Yep. Then for week eight... They're like, oh, we might need to bench Carson Wentz because he's not doing well this year. Then Jalen Hurts comes in. That game against the Saints wows the NFL. He ends the, up becoming the guy. The rare situation, actually, that Eagles-Saints game where both starting quarterbacks are actually running backs. Taysom Hill That's and Jalen Hurts. That's true. 
continuing. Then it was realized, oh, we might want to keep Carson, and Carson really wants to stay here. This is week 16 last year after the blatant tank game. Also, shout out Nate Sudfeld, because if it's not for you, this pro- this whole thing probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, Eagles don't have that sixth pick. Sure. Continuing, because there's more here. They trade Carson to Indy. Jalen Hurts is now the guy going forward. Which I still think they're not sold on. Until today it comes out that they wanted to trade to number three for Zach Wilson. Yeah. And then they realize, oh, the 49ers beat us to it. And then they trade it back to number 12. So that shows the organization has nothing but confidence in Jalen Hurts. Hearing that, hearing the Eagles try to trade up for three, to three for Zach Wilson, is there a belief in front offices across the NFL that the Jets are going to go Fields or Lance at two? No, I think that uh, this move kind of indicates that Wilson is a lock at two because, you know, that would mean, you know, them moving at, like, them, they realized the Eagles that at three, there's no way that Wilson would be there. Hence, you know, them deciding, you know, let's go back to twelve because, you know, we can't get Wilson. Yeah, I, I still think if Mac Jones is somehow there at twelve, they'll take him. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're gonna be a run on quarterbacks. Like I could be forced. I I do be. think I do think all five are gone in the top ten. Yeah, I do. Which is and honestly, I'm Philly. You know, I, I think this was a good move. I think it was a good move no matter what because you, Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith, I really wanted to see from a fantasy perspective, I wanted to see him be a Philadelphia Eagle. They well, need just a have Jalen Hurts overthrown? <laughs> they, need, they need a number one wide receiver. This team needs it badly. Um, As a Giants fan, I'm, you know, the more quarterbacks get taken before 11, the better it is for me. Because more skill guys are going to be there. Uh, I, I, Denver, Denver at nine is interesting. Yeah. Because John Elway, I know it's a new was it GM now. There. Well, so John Elway took his hands off just a touch. George, George Payton is the new GM. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. in Minnesota. It's like, yeah, they have Drew Locke, but there's apparently, you know, he's not their guy. They're they're interested in Deshaun, maybe. Deshaun's definitely interested in them. Well, nobody's interested in Deshaun Deshaun. now. Yeah, now, but and this trade basically takes Sam Fran out of any kind of Deshaun discussion for good. Jets are still in. If Denver's no, no, they're not. Why not? I don't know no. if you've heard the news lately, but yeah. no one's calling for Deshaun right now. Yeah. Have you seen the, have you seen the program called The News? <laughs> yeah. Also, if Thank you, Top Gear, for the Jets one. were in on Deshaun, they would have had him a month yeah. ago. Yeah. Joe Douglas wouldn't have been at Zach Wilson's pro day today because they would have had yeah. the second overall pick. Um, it, let's say they, they value Mac Jones really highly at nine. Or maybe Trey Lance if he falls. <laughs> How much do you believe in Drew Locke is really the question here. Not, not at all. You see, my thing is, I think with quarterbacks in this, like you know, like you said, I think that's going to be a run. They're all not going to, they're all going to be gone by the top ten. But I think that the teams that want a quarterback, they're going to have to trade up to make sure you get your guy. Also, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I still don't know if this is a reasonably strong quarterback draft class. It's kind There's of, just a lot of them. It's the market, man. There's people. Yeah. Are, there's like a lot of. It's kind of artificially created, you know. Like not just, Kyle, they're not all. Kyle Trask is in this class. True. Is he the next one out of the top five? There's, I heard him. I Kellen know. Mond. Kellen Mond is interesting. Yeah. He go to Oklahoma. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. Big Twelve. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, take that with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. The defenseless Big Twelve. <laughs> I I think Kyle Trask could be a fringe first round pick. I really do. Potentially. Like, if if like if you're a team who tried to trade up. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me let me say something here. Pittsburgh or New Orleans, pick Kyle Trask. Yeah, I could please. see it. I don't listen, I'm not that high on Kyle Trask. I don't think he has what it takes to be a successful quarterback at the NFL level. But 
a that bridge quarterback, maybe. Yeah, that doesn't. You, know, you really want to take a bridge quarterback in the first round? That's another thing. But yeah, second, maybe. Hey, hey, Green Bay, how we doing? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty going. I love this because I don't listen. It's pretty sure two is going to be Zach Wilson, but there's no yeah. way to say we're 100 percent sure. It's the only one we're sure of is one. It's Trevor Lawrence. 100 percent. This is like one of the like most exciting drafts in years. Just be like with the talent at the top of it, and you know, like how and like since even the even the shit with been... Cincinnati today, it was they're gonna take Sewell. Yeah. And now it's well, Joe Burrow really wants Jamar Chase, and if you're the front office, are you gonna do what you know is right, or are you gonna do what your quarterback wants? It's a tough situation to be in. Keep the quarterback happy. Keep the quarterback alive <sighs> yeah, is the other one. That's also yeah. It's that, you gotta protect yeah, your good. investment, you know. That's Joe true. Burrow. Joe Burrow's gonna get killed, especially in a very, very deep wide receiver class. Like as a Giants fan, even with the signing of Galladay, I don't think that takes him out of the Jalen Waddle discussion. That's true. Yeah, which, which is insane to even think about. Like uh, Eric, you can speak from uh, experience with yeah. Riley uh, Riley Reef, right? Uh, going to the since going to the Bengals, is that really who you want protecting uh, Joe Burrow full time, or are you gonna really upgrade? You know. They had Bobby Hart a couple years ago. What does that tell you? Hey, Bobby Hart is – they had Bobby Hart last year. Bobby Hart just got cut a week ago. Bobby Hart was the self-proclaimed best tackle in football. Hey, why did the Raiders cut their entire O-line? Good hey, question. Because uh, no. I don't think we talked about this yet on this show, but, like, why? No. Okay, no. well, I got a bigger question. Why do they want to use Kenyon Drake as their wide that, receiver? That That's also is, like, Sean Gruden. I, there's – but the they whole line, like they kept what? I'm be real with you. If no, they traded the center. They traded oh, the right. center. Yeah, yeah and then they cut they brought back else. Richie Incognito though. He resigned. Okay. They, so, they traded Dave Jackson. They traded Rodney Hudson. Yeah. They cut someone else. Oh no, they traded Trent Brown. Yeah. If there has been some criticism toward John Gruden, what he's doing right now, but think of the amount of criticism if, let's say, Mike Zimmer. Any other coach in the NFL is doing this. We just look at this and we go, it's John Gruden. I'm, I'm glad that my coach was the one that was. I was going to start with Kevin Stefanski, Zimmer, um, Matt Nagy. It wouldn't be a surprise. He's an idiot. But like, It's that 10-year deal, man. He's, he's fucking he crazy. doesn't care. He doesn't care. I, I just, I'm so confused. His like, extension is going to be insane. Do you want to lose games? Is that so your goal talking, here? Do you want to just kill Derek Carr? They do. Yeah, I was talking Carr. to my dad about this, and my dad's right. John Gruden is a good football coach, maybe even a great football coach. But ten years ago, John Gruden, even well, even sort of now, but John Gruden is one of the worst player and talent evaluators in the past thirty years. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Dude, these drafts, these like past couple of years, and have been you terrible. think somebody there, like I don't know, Mike Mayock, would be able to correct him? No. Like, He's fueling this. It's terrible. The thing is, I, I, I was talking to Tony the other day, and I said, you know, last year, somewhere in heaven, Al Davis was smiling and so happy when they picked Henry Ruggs. Al Davis would have loved that pick. can't believe he was the first receiver off the board before C.D. No, Lamb or Jerry Judy. I can. I'm not sure. I was screaming when we didn't draft. Uh, I mean. C.D. I liked him. Was he above us? His the Giants it? had a shot. No, the Giants. The CD. Who did the Giants draft last year? Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We drafted Andrew Thomas. What six? Four. Four. Yeah. You don't take a wide receiver at four. Why not? Because wide receivers are a dime a dozen. <laughs> Jamar Chase. Welcome to Atlanta. Yeah. No, I, just, I just want to say, as far as rugs goes, though. You <laughs> With know, that being said, I had Devonta Smith going three to the Miami Dolphins <laughs> oh. until they traded out. Dude, as far as rugs goes, though, like last year his performance was not that impressive compared to like all the other rookie receivers. Like, look at Justin Jefferson. Like, yeah, there's like a, t- a CD Lamb, even Jerry Judy. Everyone else like okay. performed up to expectations. Jalen like, the season that Jefferson had does not have Like, that's not normal. All right, relax. Talking up your I'm, boy I'm there. Talking <laughs> up your boy. It was a great year. Amazing year. And somehow. All those wide receivers, and the Eagles ended up with Jalen Rieger. 
there, there's video on the like, Vikings Twitter of the Eagles passing up on Rieger and the reaction from the front office, and it's great. What? What? Like, you can't complain Jalen Hurts has nobody to throw to when you passed up on uh, on Justin Jefferson. It's, you they, can't do it. They just they panicked after C.D. Lamb got taken by the Cowboys, and they're like, oh. That is a hell of a panic. I know. <laughs> A player that some people had as a borderline second round pick. They're like, our number one choice is gone. Take the second Second, rounder. Take the second rounder. (laughs) It's like they made that decision after, like, the three wide receivers went. It was like, okay, no matter what happens, Jalen Reed. Vontae back no matter what. Exactly. (laughs) That that type of thing. There was a post-it note in the wheel's front office. Of course. The NFL is better when teams are trading. 100%. And there's going to be more of this up until the draft. Should we talk the so NBA trade, trades at all or no? Yeah. yeah can, I, we, can we talk a little bit about the NBA trade deadline? Because that was fun. Yeah. I, the NBA. Hey, John, you should be happy. The Knicks didn't do anything. They didn't do anything stupid. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you hang the banner already. <laughs> Knicks didn't do anything stupid 2020, 2021. And they <laughs> pushed for Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Mm. We made an offer. Didn't go through, but we made one. We were there. <laughs> they were, the they table. Were. That's all we need. Now, I, I don't know if they, I can confirm this offer, but the rumor that was flown around was Mitchell Robinson in a first-round pick. Oh, How do you feel about that? I wouldn't be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends what first-round pick. If it's the Mavericks pick, it's okay. But, like, I mean, still, it's Mitch. He's kind of yeah. a cornerstone. Did, did the uh, Miami Heat win convincingly the trade deadline? Victor Oladipo for nothing? I, that, yeah. I think the Houston Rockets lost. Yeah. They lost huge. Yeah. Let's just let's just talk about the Harden trade again, just to recap yes. about how bad this is now. So Please. James Harden has been traded for, I, think, I believe it's five uh, picks from the Brooklyn Nets, right? And uh, Avery Bradley and, and, a and Kelly Olenek at a pick swap. Yeah, yeah it's Rodion's Karooks, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and four first-round picks. I am telling you. I've been saying it for months now that the city is still paying karma for the 2017 World Series in the trash can bag. How yeah. good? How the hell did Pat Riley get Victor Oladipo without having to give him a first round pick? I don't know. Or any top players. You have Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. <laughs> I, I can understand. It's like that man. It's like the GM for the Rockets was just hoping the phone would ring and just answer the first call and here's, went, yeah, "Okay." Here's what surprised me. <laughs> I, like, I'm not so, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do my job. Oh, my God. You're Pat Riley? Yeah. I didn't even make it. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it. Just take it. I don't. Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley? Fine. Pick swap? Sure. I don't, I don't care. Want it. I don't want it anymore. You want James Harden, too? Take oh, it. I already traded him? Take oh, sorry. <laughs> you see, I'm not surprised I didn't have to give him a first just based on Oladipo being a free agent. Still. And, you know, having that. Still, some first-round picks. First-round picks are very undervalued, especially like Miami's going to be a late first. Yeah, but it's, it's also like, it's also like you know because he's kind of underperformed this year in Houston. He's been having a really rough go of it. Well, I, know, mean, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> but you know, like, but that's the hope for it. You know, you're they're buying low, and you know, if he plays, you know, well, like their hope, you know, Victor Oladipo is where he wanted to be. He's been trying to get to Miami for like apparently the past also, year and a half. So just say this: Victor Oladipo had twenty one point three points per game with the Houston Rockets. Yes, but you got to look at the percentages too. It's like I mean, but he, John, who else has taken that shot? The majority of the time he was there, Christian Wood was out. Wait, are you telling me there was no better offer for Victor? Yeah, there had to be a better offer out there than Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a pick spot. I am, I am convinced that. Yeah. Herman Fertitta has something against Daryl Morey because he will not take any calls from Philadelphia. I, I think I think the real you know bone to pick with Houston here is not that you know they traded Oladipo for pennies on the dollar. It's, it's the, that it's they the result of the Harden trade. It's that they you know why would you trade Levert for Oladipo yeah, when you could have I don't. Levert? Yeah. Like even if you didn't want to keep Levert because you know that's an understandable thing because Fertitta is a cheap you know cheap owner he doesn't want to pay the price he could have traded him and gotten more for Levert being the younger player that he is a cheap owner that's somehow worth 4.4 billion dollars it's ridiculous yeah you know you know just tanking the franchise that was a championship contender a year ago you know man also owns the golden nugget in Atlantic City damn he does I see him on all those damn commercials how big is that golden nugget 
What? <laughs> that was an awful joke. <laughs> Aaron Gordon going to the Denver Nuggets. Nice piece there for Denver. Yeah, That's but, a win-win. Yeah, yeah. I... Magic getting uh, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and some future first. I mean, the Magic... Yeah. What do they do? You said it earlier, John, to me off the air. They're going nowhere fast. So, they, like as as you can see, pretty much with Vucevic, uh, you know, being on the move to the Bulls and uh, Fournier going to the Celtics, it, it was a complete fire sale. They four of the uh, and also a, a I do like but, Fournier going to the Celtics too. I would like that more if the Celtics were in a contending position. They're currently yeah. eighth in the East, and I am all on the yeah. fire, Brad Stevens train. Yeah. Well, really? the Celtics are yeah. also you in want on to get the IU job again. Well, the thing with Brad Stevens is, I, dude, I don't know a ton about basketball. I'll admit it. Yeah. I have my feet barely in the water of basketball. But all I've heard since Brad Stevens was hired as the head coach of the Boston Celtics is how good of a coach he is. That's yeah. all I hear. They're currently the eighth seed with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's They're currently the eighth seed with Jay, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I, I They're currently the eighth seed, John. What's your point? Also, Brad Stevens, yeah. what have you won? You haven't won Jack. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals in three of the oh, last four Oh, years. let's hang that banner. Let's <laughs> hang just, that banner, Jonathan. Hang banners for less. That's what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the Knicks. Well, here's, uh, here's, I'll give Brad Stevens the benefit of the doubt for a couple of reasons. One... Jason Tatum has not been the same since he had COVID this year. He himself has said that he's been fatigued. He's, you know, trying to get through it. Understandable. Two, Kemba Walker, he's. Uh, I'm just gonna say I don't. I, don't, he's I forgot they had him. He is just not as good as he used to be. The injuries are taking a toll, and also he had COVID at one point. It's <laughs> Boston Celtics 2017 regular season Eastern champion. <laughs> All I heard was Brad Stevens this, Brad Stevens that. No. No, no. Listen, it was a little. It's definitely he was overhyped a couple of years ago. Because remember, I don't know if you remember when the narrative was that what would you rather have, like Carl Anthony Towns or like uh, Brad Stevens, like you know, like a top one of those top prospects or Brad Stevens to start a franchise with, and people were like, or media people were like Brad Stevens, and now obviously that's shown to be the, right. The look at Brad decision. Stevens. He's made the playoffs in one, two, three, four, five, six, six of his first seven seasons as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Pretty this good. year could be a little iffy, but are the Boston Celtics playing to just make the playoffs every year? No. Try to win titles. Exactly. Banner 18. Exactly. Yeah. Banner 18. That's a lot. It's not doing it. Not, gonna, not likely. But it's okay, Celtics. You're in on Andre Drummond. You're the favorites. All right. Oh, wow. How's that going to help? Yeah. The, How's that going to help? He's just another another black hole on offense. Yeah. I. Andre Drummond is interesting because he is, he is old school NBA. <laughs> he is. I, it sucked it couldn't work for him in Cleveland because I, I liked him in Cleveland. That was a good place for him. And Cleveland got him for nothing. Yeah. They got, well, that's Detroit. That's all Detroit. Here's the thing, though, with Drummond. He tricks people. Like, you know, he puts up these counting stats, and everyone's like, everyone thinks that he's his top center, when really it's just he hogs all these touches, and he, you know, it's yeah. not really good for a developing young team. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to work out, though. I know, yeah. Because I'm a big, I'm a big Andre Drummond fan. I'm not going to win you. You're not going to win anything with Andre Drummond as your first or second best player, but I'm a big Andre Drummond fan. And the other thing is, the Knicks are an on Andre Drummond, too. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Ooh. Not, not, uh, I mean, as long as I we, mean, didn't trade, we didn't trade for Yeah, exactly. It doesn't cost you anything, really. As long as it doesn't take up a huge cap hit. You guys are going to make the playoffs this year. I think you guys could actually possibly have home court advantage in the playoffs this year. Hopefully. I mean, if we can get the four seed, I mean, well, it's more You're likely. currently the, five? Yeah, currently five. But, you know, it's all like one game separating everyone right now from the four down. So I'm, bringing back, I'm bringing back the power tiers next week. I'm bringing back NBA power tiers. Oh, dude, we, should, we totally should. I think you guys, I got you guys pretty high. I think you guys could win in the first round. Because I look at the teams currently in the playoffs, I think you guys beat the Celtics. I think you guys can beat uh, Miami in a seven-game series. I think you guys can beat the Hornets in a seven-game series. Indiana in a seven-game series. I am one of the few who believe. I believe that you guys are the only team that could beat the Nets in the first round in a seven-game series. But here is the thing. That would be fucking hilarious. Right? Dude. That's the only reason. That would be the greatest thing in the world. Is there's 
no team would have the motivation the New York Knicks have. Oh my God! To beat the the Brooklyn Nets. They've been talking about them all year. They haven't shut up since KD got there. You want to prove? Where are you now, man? You want to prove whose town it is? Randall's beat them in their own building. I'm just saying, if there's a questionable call in this in any of those games, Randall's gonna liable to like kill a ref this time. This is the other thing. If there are fans at that game, at a mm. playoff game seven, mm. between the Knicks and the Nets at Barclays, I will guarantee you, more guarantee more Knicks you fans. that there's more Knicks fans there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd tell you all seven games are a Knicks sellout. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all seven. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the Nets have that strong of a New York base. is showing out for Knicks-Nets. Oh, yeah. Dude, New York is, you can see, like the fans are going crazy in the streets for going 500. You Dude, see, it's, yeah, you know, like, but how bad have you guys been for the past couple of years? A playoff, like if we win a single playoff game, I'm telling you, it's gonna be fucking. Philly after they won yeah. the fucking uh, Super Something Bowl. Something interesting. Uh, about the NBA right now is you usually expect a LeBron team to do something, whether it's in the buyout market, a player gets bought out and they come there, or in the trade market. They're in a very interesting spot, the Lakers. Very. Because very right now. AD's out. Yep. LeBron's out with a high ankle sprain. Yep. Depending on when they come back and how they come back, they could be in trouble here. Now, this is fun because I remember, you know, we used to always talk about this back when LeBron was still on the Cavs, right? Because that team was terrible. And we used to like be like, could the Cavs win the finals as an eight seed? We might have to see something like that with the Lakers yeah. if they follow the seven or eight. Yeah. And so can they do it? Like, can the Jack, can they pull off the upset against love, the Jazz or the Suns, you know, in the first round and then do the whole, you know, run the gauntlet? I would love for LeBron James to run the gauntlet. I expect, I, I, this was the Lakers conversation two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Where he got hurt and came back. I would expect LeBron to be back by the end of the season. The season ends March 16th. I would expect him to play some games before that. Where they are is interesting because I don't think they would have to play in the play-in. I think they'd be above that. Yeah. But they're currently losing to the Cavs by two. They have the Magic. I think they should beat the Magic. They're going to lose to Milwaukee. I think they lose to Sacramento. I think they lose to the Clippers. Toronto's a tough game. Miami, I think they lose. The Nets, I think they lose. The Knicks, I think they lose. Hornets, I think they win. Celtics, I think they lose. Jazz, I think they lose. Back-to-back Jazz, I think both losses. Lakers, I think they move to the lose to the Mavericks. Back-to-back, beat the Magic again. I think they lose to the Wizards, lose to the Kings. And that is through April. And then... Even just a D, if it's just a D plane, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. I think with AD, you're going to have to see a little bit of, uh, they're going to definitely be taking it slow with him. Because I don't know if you heard, it's like the injury key coming out. It's the Achilles, right? Yeah. That's very concerning. And they rushed him back the first time and he strained it again. Yeah. So, you know, you got to take that very seriously to make sure he's good to go. Because if that thing, if that thing goes, you're done. There are six games that separate the Spurs in eighth. And the Lakers in fourth. Technically, if you go by schedule, Lakers have 28 wins, Spurs have 22. The Spurs are only four and a half games behind the Lakers. Really? Uh, By the way, guys, I'm looking at this right now. 36 minutes, two rebounds, one assist, 22 points for uh, Norman Powell in his debut with um, Portland. Damn. There you go. Good debut. I like that move for Portland. I'm a big Norman Powell guy. I like like that move. Sucks to see him in Toronto. A seven-point win against Orlando, and oh man, the Magic roster is bad. Oh yeah, yeah did, did you see their starting lineup today? It was that guy we were oh, talking about, Jason Randall, uh, Dwayne Bacon, some, uh, Dwayne someone, someone. Bacon. Dwayne Bacon's an all-time name, though. Oh, isn't it? My guy, MCW, Michael Carter Williams. He's in the lineup. Yeah, twenty-eight minutes, five rebounds, six assists, and eleven points. Yikes! Look at him go. My Yikes. guy, my guy like had that. the greatest no. first game. Michael Carter Williams is oh, he's not good. He had the greatest <laughs> first game anyone has ever had, though. I stand by it. Have you seen the stats? It's insane. No. Well, look it go. up. It's, it's it's just insane. Like the stat. His line. first game, right? Yeah. Process. Who would have thought that he would be down in Orlando? Like that's how, that's where his career would take him. The eleventh overall pick. <laughs> The two, the two future saviors of Philadelphia, Markel Fultz and Michael Carter Williams, in the same backcourt, like we all thought. <laughs> Fultz is out for the season, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Man, that sucked because he started off the year. He was pretty well, and I know I had him in fantasy. All right, I, I got his game log up. I got to go back to his first season. That's thirteen fourteen. 
Michael Carter Williams. Against his the Miami Heat. First game was a against his last game that season against the Miami Heat too. His first game that season against the Miami Heat. It was a 114-110 win. In 36 minutes, he went six for ten, four for six from three. He put up 22 points, 12, 12 assists, and seven rebounds. That's ridiculous. Wild. Wow. Yeah. My guy. My my guys. You know. Played basketball amazing, like out of his mind for one night, and then he became a bust. Now he's Orlando Magic. He won Rookie of the Year. Tom's here. You're here, huh? Say hi. As loud as I want. Hello. Hello, world. We're ending. Oh, cool! I got here. Oh. By the way, Memphis is wearing Memphis is wearing their throwback tonight, and they look real good. Next time. So that's gonna wrap this episode. I cannot wait for the NFL draft. I love when football commands the news and. Free agency was fun. Not draft was more fun. Uh, I'm actually hyped for the NBA playoffs this year. I because we're we're in a weird era of basketball. It seems like it's the dynamic duo era, and then there's whatever the Nets are doing. Yeah. But <laughs> basketball's fun because how many teams do you legitimately think could win the NBA finals? Really, Six. only only like three. Really? I mean, like winning the finals. Okay, yeah, but you I think Utah like could I win? Know, I say I'll say five. Okay, let's go. Like Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. And then I say in the East, the Sixers. Oh, sorry, okay, so six, yeah, like you said, Sixers, uh, Bucks, and the Nets in the East. Yeah, those are my six. Totally. I say don't be surprised if uh, Phoenix makes a run. Currently, the two I seed out West. They, that, they could. They could. Same with Denver. Same with Denver. Yeah. Uh, Denver's that team, though. Well, Aaron Gordon could be a very big piece down the stretch. What, Tom? Does no one like Denver? We You're a big. De- we just said Denver. Oh, did we we're say just Denver? Denver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They don't he like Denver. I'm okay with Denver. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I just like feel like the other teams in the West are a little bit more top heavy. Yeah. Yeah, but you get a favorable matchup in the first round. It's true. And you can snowball it. Maybe you get the Suns in the second round. And maybe that, that'd be a good series. Like, Nuggets Suns. The West is so stacked. It really depends what that side top of the bracket five. You fall on, that you know? top five is close. Yeah. And let's say the Lakers oh. hang around four or five, and you have to play the Nuggets. I know home court advantage. I said this, Derek, the other night. Home court advantage is starting to become a thing of the past with how good teams are. But you have a LeBron coming back from an injury, an AD coming back from an injury. If you're the Nuggets and you have to play the Lakers in the first round, you better hope that four out of those seven games are at 5,200 feet because you don't know how conditioning is going to play. You don't know how that factor will be because if you got a whole roster of guys who are used to it and a roster of guys who are pretty well conditioned and two guys coming off injuries that laid them up for six weeks, two months for in the case of AD, could be very important Plus having home court advantage. Tone sharks just tied it. Thank God, I have the sharks in my parlay. I had an underdog parlay tonight: Ducks, Jets, and Sharks. Ducks won. Jets are winning. Sharks are tied. They're gonna lose. I know. Okay. But that's I gonna had wrap. Two ridiculously large parlays. Yeah, there were like eight teams. That. Oh no, Zach's were eight teams. No, no, no. I had two five-team parlays. That four of the teams were correct, and one of the teams fucked me. The first night it was the Avalanche against, I think it was the Coyotes they were playing, mm. and they just beaten the shit out of the Coyotes the night before. And they They're lost. losing a shootout. And then I had oh. the other night the Lightning versus Dallas. The Lightning should have easily won that game, and they Dallas lost. came back and won. Dallas came back and won. What the fuck is that? Um, by the way, did you guys hear about Oscar Fryer? Yeah, the Grand Canyon University standout, yeah. uh, Oscar Freyer. Freyer oh, died in a died car, in a car accident right? yeah. uh, only three days after competing in the NCAA tournament. That's and horrible. The, awful. The, the Minnesota Twins bench coach, too. Yeah. Uh, cancer, 46 years old. Mm-hmm. It's awful, too. Terrible. Terrible things. Sucks for Freyer. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. He's about to have a career. Three yeah. days after he played in the tournament. Yeah. I had the antelopes in the first round, too. In one of my brackets, big antelopes guy. Sorry, who's the who the hell's mascots? The antelopes. That's true. Them. Like, why though? Why is the South African national rugby team the Springboks? All right, listen. All right, so Tuesday we have MLB opening day uh, next week. Yeah, next week. So Tuesday we're gonna we- do our over unders on win totals for the season. Yes. We're gonna go through the betting. We're going to see which ones. I know John likes the over on the Mets because, of course, he does. So, Tuesday. Tuesday. I I will replace Zach as your Mets hype guy for this season. Tuesday. What about John? John John doesn't possess the capability to hype up any of his teams. 
the Knicks are decent this year. He can't do it because uh, the Knicks have real, killed him over the past listen, couple years. You have to understand. I've been battered. Yeah, <laughs> John, real quick before we go. With battered wife Real syndrome. quick before we go. We're going to do a thing in a couple weeks. We're going to rank uh, each team's greatest of all time. Like, let's say the Knicks, it's Pat four. Ewing. Yeah. The Lakers, it's Kobe Bryant. Then we're going to take all 30, and then we're going to rank them. Oh, that's awesome. We're going to do it for every sport. Okay. Who is the greatest Nick of all time? Is it Pat Ewing or Walt Frazier? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go Ewing. Okay. Let's take Pat Ewing. Yeah. Put Pat Ewing on the Lakers. What number all time is he? <laughs> is he top 10? Mm, <laughs> really like, that's just where your franchise is, buddy. <laughs> no, oh, man. That's just, just to show you how elite the Lakers Shaq, are. I mean, that's them in most franchises. Or Kobe. it shows you how you know bad the Knicks were. Kareem. Oh, man. The, the Lakers all-time Shaq, team. Kobe, Kareem, Wilt, Jerry Jack, West, yep. Elgin Baylor, <laughs> Magic. The Lakers top 10 all-time. Rip Elgin Reeves, Baylor, like by the way. The top yeah. 10 of all time. That's Let all I'm saying. Let me just say this. We were looking at the Kobe. list. Kyle Kuzma was in the top 30. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm a big Pal Gasol guy myself. Anthony Davis, I think Anthony Lamar Davis was like 17. Better World Peace? Now, oh, sure. can two different teams have the same greatest of all time? Yeah, and I think in the NFL especially there is one that does. Uh, it's close for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers between Warren Sapp and Tom Brady. Okay. Uh, I lean Warren Sapp, but if you have Tom I, Brady. I, think I was think thinking more like Shaq I think there's a has different been on a couple Tom's. teams that he could be Funny. considered. He was the greatest player to ever play there. I, like if you're considering career. I think there's only one. No, I was thinking, it's funny because for the Bucs I was thinking two other players and neither of them were the ones you mentioned. Because I'm trying to think of Kareem. Where does he fit? Like, he's, is he the greatest Buck? Well, he's not Laker. the greatest Laker. Yeah, Shoot I know. When it, but is he the greatest Buck? Or I think, no, I think it... it well, Kareem won. That's true. Giannis it's every, it's talent. Yet. It's how much you want. It's everything put together that you can say, this and is the greatest player in this franchise's history. Also, the ERA, the earned ring average. Earned ring average. Earned ring average is big. It's like the Devils... Popular answer is Brodor, but I don't think it's Brodor. If you're going by Why? commentary, I think it's Scott Nero. Clyde Frazier's the greatest of all time. Scott you think Nero. Clyde Frazier? Yeah. Well, if you're going by commentary, Brodor has the accomplishments. And Scott Niedermeyer does not. No, he does. But how many records does Scott Niedermeyer hold? He's the greatest offensive defenseman ever. I know. But, well, three cups? A lot of the defensemen Gretzky played with have something to say about that. Yeah. But <laughs> specifically Paul Coffey. Scott yeah. Niedermeyer didn't have Wayne Gretzky. I know. <laughs> Scott Niedermeyer had John McClain yeah. and Patrick Elias. Yep. Who, don't Imagine even... putting Scott Niedermeyer with Wayne Gretzky. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, come on. Marty's got all the. Like, I'm, try, like I'm trying to think of like one off the top of my head. World I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head where one guy is two teams. Yeah. Um, basketball, I don't know if there is one because Shaq is the magic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Shaq's another team though. No, he's not LA. I actually think there's. I, I don't think it's Shaq for the Magic. Yeah, you got Penny. I say Dwight. I, I oh, think Dwight. It's Dwight. Yeah, that's uh, Dwight. Uh, he has like three. He's got the MVP. The years, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking LeBron maybe. LeBron for like the Heat and the Cavs. Yeah, D Wade is. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'd still say LeBron. Yeah, D I'm kind of with LeBron though. Like, career overall-wise? It's the greatest Miami Heat player of all time. Yeah. When you think of the Miami... When you think of a team, what player do you think? Right, but in my mind, LeBron put the Heat on the map. D-Wade won a championship. I know. Before LeBron got there. But then LeBron got there, and it became the big three, and it became the Miami Heat. It's it's weird. We're not still talking about Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat if LeBron doesn't go to the Heat. Like, here's the thing... that's not I true. think. Yeah, it is. I no, think there's not. an art. Yeah, no, it's. I give me that. <laughs> that. That's not true. Percent. First off, you said this not. was going to conclude the episode. We're on like a ten-minute talk here. Second of all, you 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 say that, but like, if LeBron James never even went to the Heat, right. LeBron James just stayed as a Cav. It's very arguable that he might not have won anything. It's also even if LeBron James doesn't go to the Heat. It's not like Dwayne Wade doesn't have a championship. Yeah. No, I know. D Wade still like, has. He still won. got it. But and it's arguable that even though he doesn't get LeBron in this like hypothetical, it, he still maybe gets Chris Bosh, and he still possibly yeah. at least goes to another two or three. 
I don't know. I think you're downplaying LeBron's role in the I'm team. not downplaying LeBron's role in the team. I think I you're think downplaying you who D. Wade is. I'm not. You are. You I'm clearly not. are. You think if LeBron doesn't go to the Heat, <laughs> Dwayne Wade is suddenly out of existence. I touched Tom's heartstrings here. Sorry, Tom. D. Wade's the greatest like, Heat of all time. I think there is a player that... I think there is a player that has an argument for two teams in the NBA. Who? Oh. The guy you think. No. I think you can make an argument for Chris Paul. He has three rings. Doesn't LeBron have two of them? We're, not to- we're off of that. <laughs> for, uh, for who? Why'd you guys pause? For, for like, to who would he be Eric. the greatest of? The the Rockets Walking and the Pelicans? Or the Clippers? Rockets Orleans, and Clippers. New Orleans and the Clippers. New Orleans and the Clippers. Yeah. New Orleans is an argument. For it. Not saying it's guaranteed, but you can make an argument. In New Orleans, I think AD's got something to say. Wilt, oh, no. AD doesn't touch Chris Paul. No? No. no. Not even close. Like AD. Prime CP3 in New Orleans was different. Yeah. Built different. I mean, like, what Damian Lillard is now was what Chris Paul was in New Orleans in his prime. How dare you even say that? Jeez. AD, that man. was disgusting. How dare you? Said. We got to end the episode. You're downplaying AD. I don't like it. Oh, you're downplaying Chris Paul. We will not accept AD Chris didn't even Paul. win a playoff series there. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul was one game. He did. Chris Paul was one game away from taking New Orleans to the conference final, and that was mainly him. It was him. Can you name another yeah. player from those teams? David West. Okay, John. That's all I can do, actually. What would you get out David West and Jamal Magliar? What you know about the... All right, so that's going to conclude this episode. Join us on Tuesday. We're doing MLB season over-unders. I'm going to go through the... We're going through every single team. And we're going to go through the ones we like the most. So tune into that on Tuesday. Take a look at our previous episodes. Uh, We were live at the Prudential Center a couple weeks ago. That was a fun one. Uh, We will see you again on Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men. We hope all your bets hit. Yep. And uh, I hope there's more NFL trades before Tuesday. So see you then. See you guys. Bye. See you guys.